listening to Movies in 4K, episode 54, and I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And it's time for another bonus. Yes, we're wrapping off two episodes a week for the past month or more. Yeah, that's how we roll. This film goes out to Tony Smith, a.k.a. the Star Nerd, who requested us to review one of the umpteen x-men films (laughs) that i'm aware of first lady phantom i want to talk to you because he wanted your specific appeal to the x-men films and wanted to know your favorite of the franchise and what you thought in general of the superhero mega movie marathon well i love superhero movies and i think that's no surprise (laughs) The X-Men movie specifically, that's the first one that really, really started the mega movie marathon, as you call it. I'm aware that there were many before, like Batman movies, Superman movies, the Blade movies. But this one in the year 2000, X-Men, it really started the craze for superheroes. And I think it was because it planted them in a very real situation. It was not somewhere in the universe or in Gotham City or somewhere that you cannot relate. It was a very, very centered in reality movie. So I really, really liked it. And before the X-Men movie, I will say that I had never heard of the X-Men But I became an instant fan, and I have loved these movies since then. And then I got Hugh Jackman for the first time, so. (laughs) And which is your favorite in the franchise? I used to think that the X-Men movie, the first one, was my favorite. But after re-watching it, and after re-watching today's movie, I have to say that this is my favorite of all the franchise. And do you have a dot in the franchise, one that you say is just so-so or what have you? I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I suppose I will get to it sometime, but I'm not in any hurry. Uh, I would say Wolverine Origins. That was not a very good movie. And it was so not a very good movie that after that, they did Deadpool and it mucked it to no end. But I mean, I liked it. I have liked all of them. Apocalypse, I did watch and I didn't enjoy it that much, but that would be it. All right. And Tony stated that the original X-Men movie from 2000 is his favorite superhero film, but the one we're about to cover, which is Days of Future Past, he thinks is the best movie in general, but his favorite is actually the original. So just be forewarned out there, I knew nothing of this franchise I've seen some characters on TV before, the Blue Girl and Wolverine, of course. 
but I actually had to watch the original X-Men to prepare for this one, and I didn't even realize this is what, like the eighth one of them? I don't think the eighth, but it is yeah way it's later way on. later but tony specifically said this was the best movie and he said all the 4ks in this franchise are great but recommended us to watch the best movie in the franchise which is days of future past so we're going to get to that review right now film came out in 2014 rated pg-13 as all of them are runs over two hours and is listed in four genres action adventure sci-fi and thriller lady phantom i like those genres here we go again thriller. I always think, <laughs> no i no. always think these should be in fantasy but you're not gonna go with me so let's skip past it directed by brian singer he only directed the first one, the second one, and this one. And it really shows. The guy has a gift for this franchise. All right. And the stars include? <laughs> you don't have to well, name them all, Lady <laughs> Phantom. Hugh Jackman, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Patrick Stewart, Halle Berry, etc. You didn't even name your little little guy man my little guy man yeah from game of thrones Te yeah right peter dinklage right which he played a pretty weird part in this <laughs> all right go with that synopsis lady phantom the x-men send wolverine to the past in a desperate effort to change history and prevent an event that results in doom for both humans and mutants for a sentence is all they have that fits very well yes. and i'm gonna say right up front oh my god did this remind me of terminator like wow <laughs> like i couldn't believe how close it was like aligned to that so go on lady phantom since you have a wealth of knowledge in this franchise and you do a little walkthrough on this one where it begins and progresses to well it starts in an apocalyptic future in which people are like just surviving in the remnants of whatever has happened and then we go to the beginning of the movie actually which is the x-men trying to fend off these things that are attacking and killing Sims. them sentinels <laughs> robots but we can see that they are not exactly just robots it's like they take in their powers against them so there's no way they can actually beat them but at the very last moment 
they disappear. So you can see that something has changed. So then we go to where the X-Men that are survivors, let's say, are. And you find out basically the plot, which is that Kitty Pride, played by Elliot Page here, sends uh, the consciousness of one of the X-Men to the past, to his younger self, let's say, to tell them when these Sentinels are going to attack so they can be prepared and change that. But they need something that will change the way the war has developed. And they want to send Professor Xavier, but probably he wouldn't be able to make it because we are talking decades. They have to send this person to 1973 from the year 2023. So Wolverine volunteers because he is the only one that physically can make the trip. So they do that. They send his consciousness to the past and that's where everything unfolds. Okay, a couple things before you progress on. Number one, these Sentinel robots, these things are huge, 20 feet tall, I would say. And secondly, Lady Phantom, is I just wanted to make mention here, I did not get the early 70s feel in this movie. I'm not sure if it's because of the 4K was so vibrant in a sense but it didn't feel 70s at all even though most of the cars that were in it and the wardrobes appealed to that time but i personally don't think it was that great of a recreation of the 70s it just didn't have that feel the vibe and it's funny one of the actors here, and I'm not sure if you mentioned his name, you're going to know him. The one that plays President Nixon <laughs> kind of looks like him a little bit. Do yeah, you know no. that actor's name? No, I don't even know who it is, no. Okay. Yeah. Wow, he was so forced, that guy. But anyway, go on if you want to describe more. I mean, I don't know how much you want to walk this story through. You covered the overarching theme. Do you want to get into some specific scenes of battles with the Dinklage character? What's going on with the government? Anything like that? Well, it is. No, it's not complicated. It's just like a lot of things happen throughout this movie. But would you say this? One of the main strifes in this movie is Wolverine convincing all these mutants that this is going to happen in the future this is a bane of contention in this movie sometimes they don't believe sometimes they want to stop because nobody knows this guy of course because he's a time traveler going back in time and these people are really underground the mutants have just started coming out at this time right well yeah it's not like many people know about them. And if they did, they would be freaked out. I mean, this is very clearly, you know, the, all this franchise, it's like the others that people are afraid of. In this case, it's the mutants. But yeah, that's one of the main points of, of contention. And then, I mean, he gets warned beforehand by the professor that it won't be easy to convince him because he was a very different man then. And, uh, and I was 
pleased that we didn't get much of Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I know you, you hate don't him. Know out there, I'm not a fan at all of Patrick Stewart, and he's barely in this. He's his younger self, which is played by a different actor, James McAvoy. I think a good thing to describe Lady Phantom because I was personally confused in this one main part is this Jennifer Lawrence blue creature. She has two names. I got the feel that she was on the good side of the mutants and the bad side of the mutants at one time during this series. Can you elaborate on this? And she has a big arc in this movie. Yeah, the thing is that she plays Mystique. The, I mean, her two names are basically like the actual name and the alter ego, like most superheroes, you know, like Superman versus Clark Kent, etc. Raven is her name and her alter ego let's say her mutant name let's say it's mystique here i mean this movie also it is kind of not exactly but kind of a sequel to first class which deals with the x-men when they actually started which is before this movie that's where we meet uh james mcavoy as professor x and uh michael fassbender as magneto and her as mystique as opposed to rebecca romaine and uh, the thing is that at the beginning, she was not a villain. She was not a bad person. She was uh, like a sister to, profess to Professor X as they were growing up because, let's say, his family adopts her in a way. And, uh, I mean, she was really good. But Magneto took her kind of to the dark side in a way. So it's not like she's a villain but she can see Magneto's point, which is humanity. I mean, like normal human beings, they are against us. And then she wants to stop this Oliver Trask person played by Peter Dinklage from uh, creating problems for everyone. But in doing so, he would become like, let's say, a martyr and the Sentinel program would go on. So what they have to avoid is precisely that, to make her not kill this person and, uh, let's say, out him as the terrorist, really, he is. I really liked her arc because, she, I mean, she is a conflicted character. She's not good or bad. Like, even Magneto, he is... Well, the professor's continually ah. trying to get in her head to explain to her what's going to happen in the future and she's conflicted like you said this whole time and there comes many points in this where the other mutants try to stop her because they know what's going to happen in the future and she's got to get her mind right and basically believe wolverine everybody's got to believe this guy yeah, and uh, at, be at the beginning, what I was saying is that he has to convince Professor X. And the thing is that, well, why wouldn't he just read his mind? Because he's taking this kind of drug that deprives him of his powers, but it makes him be able to walk again. So he wants to walk again, and he is a defeated man. He doesn't want anything to do with anything he feels bad he's in a deep depression but at some point he just stops taking this treatment and he can see that 
Wolverine is telling the whole truth. Now, Lady Phantom, you know, I haven't seen any of the other X-Men except the first one that I just watched to prepare for this. Could you legitimately call this movie a prequel? No, no, it's uh, it's funny because this movie pretty much undoes many of the botched storylines we saw in other movies. Or not botched storylines, like just some of the other movies were just not good. And this one helps like give all of this like a fresh beginning, let's say. But I I don't know. I, I don't think I can call it a prequel per se. It's just a Does different storyline. Does this movie happen before the original X-Men? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying could you legitimately call because all these characters you've come to know for a decade, this shows you where they began. The professor. Well, no. The that wolf would be, looking guy. No, that would be first class. Okay, that is see, the that's prequel. why I was asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, X-Men First Class, that is where we saw really where everyone or almost everyone started. And uh, this one, it's not really a sequel. It was going to be, but they decided to go with the Days of Future Past comic. And uh, I think it's just so very interesting because it is a prequel. It is a sequel, but not really. It's just a completely different movie all of its own and it's incredible all right i think we covered enough of the story here um i'm gonna dare say that you didn't hate it because you didn't make remarks during the movie the thing here is with me only watching the original x-men movie is i really wasn't lost in this story because it was sort of an origin story some of the characters, like some of the strife they were going through, I didn't understand fully. But you're going to be the perfect one to answer this. This movie stands on its own. Yes, it does. It has like callbacks. For example, there's a scene where Mystique takes the appearance of Oliver Trask and goes to his office. And she takes a look at many autopsy pictures that he keeps there because he is a, a guy that experiments like Nazi style on mutants. And she finds a lot of pictures of her friends that were in first class and they got killed and experimented on and everything. And you see people, you know, you see characters you've seen in other movies, but at the same time, this is a movie all of its own. It's very good in that way. I really like that. All right. That will wrap up the analyses. I think everybody could see where this movie was going to end. I mean, you might not uh, be able to contemplate every single thing, but these movies always end sort of happy, if you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, but let's... The, let me no. tell you that that when I first saw it, I was I couldn't believe my eyes because everyone was getting killed. Everyone. It was like at the beginning Isn't and then at the end. No, it it happens at the beginning. I mean, I saw all these superheroes getting killed and I was like, "Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What what what?" And for some reason, I wasn't sure that this was going to 
end in a happy note or anything. Well, it was obvious to me, and I'm not a fan of these or know much about these type of movies. But anyway, Lady Phantom, I want to just do a few comparisons here while we're doing the technicals. Wow, the effects in the original X-Men are garbage. I'm sorry to say out there. This one, wow, way better. So much more realistic. Very competently made, unlike the original one, because I was rolling my eyes with some of the effects in the very first one from 2000. But this one was really exciting. Some of the special effects were cool. This one girl that makes like the wormhole things and they're going in oh, to get yeah, away. Blink. That was so neat looking. And then there's the fire dude. And then is it the silver surfer, the frozen dude? No, he's Iceman. He does look like a silver, like the oh. silver surfer, but no, he's called Iceman. And who's the Flash character? The Flash character? Oh, well, that is quicksilver actually but they cannot name him by name because he also existed in the avengers realm and this was way before fox was part of disney and everything so they so curious who invented these same type superheroes first dc or marvel because they're so similar yeah yeah that is true there are many similarities The time gap warping slow motion effects in a couple of these scenes was my style. Like I was literally blown away how they did this one scene with that guy that can, you know, run as fast as could be. That scene was shot at 3,600 frames per second. It was unbelievable. Like, I was so pleased. Uh, He was acting a little goofy at times. We could have not had the levity there because I don't like that mixture. But I will say that the small comedy lines in this, the one-liners, worked way better. And I personally liked other than the other X-Men movie, which I thought was garish and ridiculous. This one was really cool. Some of the small little digs like, oh, there's only three channels. That's all you can go through. (laughs) And PBS. Yes. (laughs) I mean, there was some really clever writing. Like, I think this is so much better than the original, personally. Mm -hmm. All right. Technicals, I just said about the special effects. But I do have a knock on that when I'm going to get to the 4K. So what say you? What do you want to cover on the technicals here for five, ten minutes? I think they are really incredible. I was like, oh, is the the 4K going to show something I don't want to see? But no, I was blown away. And I was so looking forward to that kitchen scene because from the very first time I watched that movie, that was amazing. And so much of it, and it shows, was done with practical effects. It's amazing. And, and that's in the whole movie. Of course, this movie has a lot of CGI, but it really doesn't look like CGI, which is amazing. I, I was really blown away. 
All right, go with the acting because oh, a, I love the acting. Here's in this another movie. person that I typically don't like, and I thought she was great. Was Jennifer Lawrence? In well, this you role. don't like her because you don't like her, but she's a fantastic actress. She has never been in anything that she is less than great. Yes, she has. I mean, come on. Yes, she has. No doubt, she overacts a lot. No, in she some doesn't. Of the she's a great actress. Here, she was tame to me. She was more realistic and had way more arc and emotion than in any other role that I've ever seen her in. But then again, you haven't seen her in a lot of things. I've seen her in probably five other movies, Lady Phantom, and I personally just don't think she's that great. I think she's one of them overrated actors here. I liked her. Let me have a good point. She even criticizes me (laughs) when I'm praising somebody. She's so defensive against these superhero (laughs) movies, and I don't understand All right. You know, Hugh Jackman, I'm not a fan of him either. I don't mind seeing him. And I got to ask Phantom this because I'm sure she would know, like, personally because she loves this guy. This guy was ripped in this movie. Yep. And was this no effects done that was his body in all these scenes? I'm pretty sure it was. I think you need to check because there's he looked like a wrestler at times with veins bulging out of his chest and arms. And I've never seen this guy look like this. And I've seen him with his shirt off in other movies. And he just looked like a bodybuilder here. I think he was just like, you know what they do sometimes in movies, like the guy works out and then they they film immediately after because that is not a normal thing. It takes way longer than three months to get where this guy was in this movie. This guy almost looked like what Rambo did in part two. Well, I never said that he only took three months. I mean... I don't know how but long you're he sure trained for this. But you're sure there wasn't a body double in this or some sort of manipulation? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Had you ever seen this guy outside of this in other movies? Because you've seen him with his shirt off in many things. I mean, he is so muscularly ripped and veins popping in necks, chest, and it it didn't feel natural, so I'm so curious. Well, I mean, and I'm, Tony, if you know out there, let me know, and any other listener out there, because I really got a feel that this was a body double or some manipulation. No, it wasn't. I mean, I have only seen him like this, you know, like with his shirt off in the X Men movies, and the only thing that has changed is that with every movie, he look he looked more ripped. That's it. I mean, it's not like like this is unknown to me. This is past ripped, though. This is past ripped. This is bodybuilder length. This isn't, you know, somebody getting ready to be a boxer and beefing up a little and putting on some pecs and stuff. This guy has veins running all through, bulging on his whole upper body. And it's just not something that you can achieve for a film unless you're doing it for years i could be wrong but, but i'm the, really the thing curious is that, i mean he has been well he he did not he has been but he played wolverine for a lot of movies this, i think it was like the seventh time he played wolverine okay, or something so can you name some movies in between 2000 and 2014 he was in 
other than the X-Men, not of the top of my head. Like, I mean, he I could come with something. He was in that movie, that. Someone Like You, where it's the first time I ever seen this guy. And he don't look nothing like what he looks in this particular film. Oh, okay. But that was, I think, I 90s seen that. or something. I actually liked Fastbender too. someone I'm not too fond of. Who plays the older Magneto? Ian McKellen. God, he reminds me of like um, Peter Cushing. Like, he, oh. I don't know. He just acts <laughs> yeah. the same way. Yeah, he does. And I think yeah. that guy overacts, but Fastbender was fine too. Who's the guy, and what do they call the blue guy that looks like a wolf? Oh, his beast. He was played here by um nicholas holt he was and good. Uh, there's where the lot of the comedy came in this movie was between him and wolverine and this. yeah get out of the chandelier yeah and uh he was played also in the past by kelsey Grammer, and you do see kelsey Grammer for a second in this movie but that doesn't bother you that they're switching up actors for these same characters no because the thing was that all these people the younger people played all of them in first class and the others they had played them in a past movie at some point and it was so cool to see them together because they are people that you know and love in their own right and you see them together playing their former selves and then their older selves and it feels like a family reunion in a way so i know i loved it and as for the acting i cannot fault anyone in this movie i thought everyone was amazing all right i'm ready lady phantom you're ready you go on i'm sure you're coming in high very very high this movie only gets better the more i watch it it's amazing it's one of those movies that like i watch it again and it has great writing incredible acting great effects like i they were going to have even more people in like more super people that we've seen before, but they didn't because of time constrictions. I mean, as it is, it is a long movie, so they didn't want to make it even longer. And I know there is actually a longer movie, which is called The Rogue Cut, in which they use the character of Rogue, played by Anna Paquin, more. But that actually they did release it separately but that's not on 4k it's just on blu-ray and I'm, I'm really curious to see that one but this this movie is amazing in stands alone it has everything i love about the x-men and it's a 10 for me and a definite buy wow i don't remember hearing this on your top 30 movies of all time that we recorded okay i was pleasantly surprised with this film i don't like the kitschy cartoony type stuff that's in a lot of superhero movies that i seen and a lot of over-the-top ridiculous nature i like more realistic cinema this has that and it was fun it was interesting where i'm really penalizing this movie at on a whole is this 70 vibe i didn't get i lived in the 70s it just didn't feel natural to me it felt fake forced and staged many of them scenes especially with dinklage and the president wow that guy that played nixon whew, I, I couldn't stand watching him 
And, you know, they talk about the Vietnam War and stuff like this, stuff that I have some knowledge about, and it just missed the market. The tonal quality of the people and how they reacted in this time just didn't fit for me. But Tony, surprisingly, I actually enjoyed this movie because I was about ready to fall asleep in this this woman's got to hold her hands around Wolverine and sparks are flying out to send Wolverine back. And I was just about ready to doze off at that point. And this is within the first 15 minutes, there's a battle with these huge robots and I thought they were cool. But then they started going in the story and I just started winking off. But once he got to the past, and had to convince everybody who they was a la Terminator. Like, it really perked me up, and I really got interested in the story. So I'm going to come in with a 6.5. Rental, it's fun. I think most people, even if you're a fan of dramas or romance, I think this has something for everybody. So let's move to the good stuff. Okay, Lady Phantom, Tony exclaimed. He actually said all the X-Men 4K discs are very similar. He couldn't pick out one over the other one. He just wanted us to cover this one because he thinks it's the best movie, even though his favorite's the original. So how was the visuals on the disc? Incredible. I loved them. Like, I... I I don't know why, but I, I wasn't ready for a great-looking X-Men movie, but it was. It was incredible. Like, So are you patting Tony on his back because he nailed it? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he is completely right. This, I think this is the best X-Men movie by far. Even better than X2, which many claim that was the best at some point, but this one is head and shoulders above it but the visuals are something else in this movie Ooh, you're kind of scaring me <laughs> yes it's a great quality disc no doubt tony and for everyone else out there i mean i do got some nitpicks with this there is times that especially with the sentinels it just doesn't work, Phantom. It's too good. It's one of these movies where it's too good and you notice how fake the robots are. Outside of that, I mean, this guy that catches on fire, what brilliant scenes, um, the guy that creates the ice, things look amazing on this disc. But for the parts with the monstrous robots... And some of the fighting scenes, it just looks too fake for me. I think it looks too good, and I think it hurts this. But for the whole, it's a great disc. I'm going to agree with you. Now, we're not to the sound yet. That could be a fault with Phantom. We'll see. But is there any scenes that really stick out that you say you're like, it? this is incredible that I don't know if you're coming in demo worthy here or not. Hit, tell me some scenes that you just couldn't believe how good they looked. Well, for one, the ones that you mentioned with the with Blink, the girl that can create like holes 
in the fabric of reality. That's one. And then the scenes actually where they are inside. You would inside. say that's a standout scene? Like it's. Yeah, the colors. I mean, they look incredible. The I'll colors agree with there that, are but. wow. And then the scenes where they are actually not doing much, but where Kitty Pride is uh, having her hands around um, Wolverine's head. And there are some windows with different colors in the, in the glass. And that looked amazing yeah but how about the hands and the lightning going oh in they the look fine that looked perfectly fine to me i did i didn't find a single thing in this movie that looked fake to me so let's just none of them robot scenes looked fake you thought those robots were really walking around yeah wow see she's not being truthful because you know zombie recovered on the last bonus and i wanted to go higher but i couldn't legitimately even though i loved the movie you know i came in barely above average because there's faults and i think she's not seeing things because she's so into well, this movie but no what you're talking about How a many- bunch of scenes filled with grain in zombie no I lady mean, phantom on. but how many times did we talked about these science fiction movies with robots and compared them to T2 where they look totally real, you know, them walking around. And then you get this one and you're telling me this is just as real looking as the beginning scene in Terminator. That's what you're telling me. I'm not saying that it looks just as real, but it looked real to me, like real enough for this kind of thing. Yeah, see, I don't think you was watching the robots movement and stuff. You were watching the action because you love this movie. But anyway, that, that's fine. What else would you like to talk about visually? You have said many times that you like slow motion. This movie has oh, a yeah, lot the two of slow motion. That and really it's amazing. stood out. Yes, that looked great. Well, we're both in agreement. This is vibrant, clear, detailed, colorful at times. They just missed that mark with this 70s aesthetic to me. And I'm putting it in both categories here with the 4K too. I don't know if it was just too illuminated at times, but it just didn't work fully to me. So it has to have a 70s filter for you to look like the 70s? No, it it just didn't have the reactions, the feel, the atmosphere, the right coloring with everything. And they tried hard. But, you know, clarity-wise, no, I don't think we're griping. I didn't notice any blurry scenes. There's one scene I did. This is super nitpicky. When it went to a wider angle scene, I noticed like a little haze. But I mean, that that is super What about nitpicky. the close-ups? I mean, they They're look They're not demo-worthy to me. Oh, yes, they no are. No way. Like, I saw every close-up in this movie. You can see every single thing, especially... I don't know why, but I was especially blown away by the close-ups of Michael Fassbender with his helmet on. It's like you could feel the texture of that helmet and of his face, and... As opposed to one movie we reviewed recently, you like all the blue eyes and green eyes, they looked so beautiful in this movie. I was just gonna mention the what is it, Storm who changes her eyes to oh, whitish. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, she's coming in with a pop. I, I'm giving that a neg. I like that it does that, but it's very apparent digitally because it's a constant shade when you're manipulating graphics. And I think it looked fake because it was too good. Okay. What else, Phantom? I think that's good. We're running up here on time because we got to get to the audio now. This is not Atmos. It's 7.1. Yeah, I know. And I'm really sad because the, the I mean, I think the audio is actually excellent. Like it has all the depth you want. It, there are scenes where, I don't know, people are watching something on TV and then we cut to real life and you can just feel the difference in depth and it's amazing or in that scene in the kitchen this guy puts on his headphones to listen to a song which i loved and and like the music encompasses you it's so beautiful actually I, and yeah, at most would, would have been ugh, amazing i would say this is average at best for an action movie like this like it did envelop you at times but it really didn't have that much to be honest with you, that most action films have. There's some decent songs in this movie that I personally like that were, you know, put some emotion behind certain scenes in this. But yeah, this is not a standout for me at all, but it sounds good. Dialogue's always clear. You don't struggle to hear the action. And it works for the most part. There could have been more surrounds. It could have been an Atmos because there is things happening overhead. When you have these robots or whatever you want to call them that are standing so tall, like you want that depth and it didn't have the depth, but it does have the fullness. So Lady Phantom's right there. All right. What special features are on the discs? All right, so the special features are on the Blu-ray, as you can imagine. We have X-Men, Days of Future Past, second screen app, Double Take, Xavier and Magneto, Sentinels for a Secure Future, X-Men Reunited, and more. There was one special feature on the uh, 4K, Lady Phantom. It was a commentary track by somebody. I noticed it when I started the disc. Oh, okay. All right, Lady Phantom, this is the time. Are you going to tell the people out there to get this on 4K? Yes, I am actually going to say, and you are probably going to disagree with me to no end, this is reference material. This is a minus to me. It's an amazing disc. I'm really, really pleased with it. So Yes, it's not for me. It's great, though. You should get this disc. It's totally worthy. No doubt about it. If this is your style film, you need this on 4K because it's really vibrant, clear, and detailed. It's not demo worthy to me. The sound is nothing spectacular at all, which was a little bit let down. And personally, the main thing that crushes this grade to me are the Sentinels, they just don't look realistic while they're fighting them. It looks too digital. And as a viewer, 
set in reality, which this movie is, this isn't in fantasy, so I can really nitpick this apart if I want to. Well, that's the sci-fi aspect. They are way in the future. Well, not way, 2023, but they are in the future. Well, you could make a 12-foot robot if you want to, practically, and I would appreciate it if they do. It just looked too digital. I'm in the digital world, and I don't want people fighting with digital creatures. There's some movies we're going to be getting to that are done way worse than this movie. This was competent, is what I'm saying, Phantom. I'm actually giving it credit. You're taking it all negative because there's some down the road, and I'll just tease it here. There's an incredible Hulk movie. Oh my God, I cannot stand when something's so digitally done and fighting with a real human and it looks so fake. This ain't near the level of that badness. So I'm giving it some praise actually, but it's not demo worthy. Thank you, Tony. It's a great disc. X-Men actually we watched on Disney Disney Plus. We didn't have the disc just to get my feet wet about the story of the X-Men. That looked good, too. I think this one is above. Now, we didn't have the disc to X-Men, so that's not a fair comparison. But that movie actually looked really good, too. Yeah, And it, it stated. But the effects in that, Phantom, and you got to agree, are pretty garbage compared to this movie. Yeah, especially, I mean, not, I wouldn't say that they are garbage, but they are definitely not as oh, good as I remember we them. we were laughing out loud at some of how bad some of them scenes look. You know what? Uh, what I didn't like this time so much was some of the fight scenes. It, it's like some of the characters were defying gravity or somehow. <laughs> it, it, it looked weird. Yes, and I did like the fast bender scene in this when he's floating up. I thought that was Oh, that was really amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that. Uh, Uh, What I meant with the X-Men, I think you know what I mean. Like, they were fighting, and as they were moving in the air or something, it's like their body wasn't following physics. (laughs) One other thing about the Sentinels, we got the huge robots, right? And then in the future, there's those square things that are, like, floating. Oh, like the ships. Yeah, those were terrible, too. Like, I I won't say, okay, I'm over-exaggerating. They weren't terrible, but they were obviously digital when there's that many and it didn't look real. And that's where I'm coming down on this disc. It just made a few things look unreal and I want realism in a movie like this. So it's a definite buy, Lady Phantom. It's a solid B. It's worthy and you should get this movie on 4K, no doubt whatsoever. Wrapping up episode 54, Lady Phantom. We need some more subscribers. What do you think? Yes, everybody should subscribe to us. You know, on BillShetty.com, you can find all the links and go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any way you can think of to subscribe, you can do it. And sign that guest book on BillShetty.com. Right. We got a lot more bonuses coming out for the near future. So please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you for tuning in to our show. I am Bill Shetty. 
That woman over there is Lady Phantom, and we'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K.